The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, the Stock Market Authority. Wonderful to see you. Hope you're having a great week. Today, we're going to talk with a good friend of mine, the CEO of ShareScoops, Gus Christensen, about people, planet, profit, which I know is uh, uh, near and dear to your hearts. Uh, we'll go through the mailbag, and we're going to talk about semiconductors and some share scoops stocks, and we're going to go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio, my search for the 10 best ETFs. ETFs to make money this year like we did last year when everybody else was down. And yes, I like sneaking that in there. Today's top story is uh, Profit Through Purpose. Uh, Gus Christensen has become a, a friend, introduced through the family, and um, uh, he's the CEO of ShareScoop. He's been on a long-time mission. Let's bring him in right now. Hey, Bakes. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Gus, a pleasure as always, my friend. Pleasure, pleasure as always. Uh, you know, I know your story. My, my audience does not. Uh, I, I talk to, as you know, I talk to my sons, Bobby and Jack, 26 and 24. And, and I think that overlaps with your audience, which is why I, I, I have you here. Uh, but do me a favor for them. Please give us your path. Tell me how you found ShareScoops or how ShareScoops found you, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, to give a little background, ShareScoops is a news and data platform to inform your money decisions and keep a pulse on the companies that are impacting your life. And then we integrate live polling to give consumers a voice in the boardroom and create a feedback loop on corporate America. And this all started for me, uh, you know, from a longtime passion for making the financial world more accessible. I was, uh, before I left, uh, to build ShareScoops, I was a portfolio manager at JP Morgan, working with institutions, mostly nonprofit, advising on sustainability. But, you know, I also very proudly come from a small town landscaping family that, you know, understands financial insecurity and really built for me a passion to make all of this information much more accessible. And for me, you know, the biggest problems as I studied this, studied financial literacy, really, you know, I call more economic literacy, is people finding reliable, accessible resources for people that don't feel like finance people and that they can feel comfortable engaging with. And so that's what we set out to do. I uh, appreciate that very much. And I'm going to go uh, touch the, 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 the third rail of, of, of investing, my term, not yours. Uh, ESG, Environmental Societal Governance. Uh, it is coming under fire politically. It is being questioned by Aswath, uh, the, the NYU professor, for its efficacy uh, and, 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 and relevance, frankly. But so walk me through... Uh, your take on ESG, your solution to the problems of ESG, your rating systems, and uh, and, and and maybe just capital as well. Yeah, um, yeah. To give a little, I, I've been deep in these ESG conversations for for many years. At, My uh, condolences. <laughs> yeah, as uh, yeah, and that's a lot of what sparked you know what we're building here. Um, 
as a portfolio manager working with you know nonprofits or mission you know very mission oriented values based entities that really were the forefront of trying to integrate their values into their portfolios right religious entities you know conservation energy entities that want to make sure that their endowments align with their mission so my group and I became the de facto ESG experts at JP Morgan before they started building out their you know sustainable investing practice within the private bank and you know I spent many years explaining ESG ratings to boards and trustees of very smart financially literate people and realized you know it should not be a handful of you know, financial institutions that are you know, setting the bar of you know what's an appropriate amount of responsibility to your workers or to the environment and I thought that you know that should really be the people that are deciding that so our platform we integrate that live polling into every piece of news and company profiles so that our users can evaluate you know voting up and down whether they like this company across the people planet profit overall to give a baseline sentiment-based rating of every company. We've now collected more than almost 300,000 insights across almost 300 different companies, more than two or 3,000 news events uh, to create this multi-factor sentiment gauge on corporate America that we're continuing to build out, go deeper on, and expand our polling. And, and I, I've been, you know, as subtle as a two by four with you and with my audience. But, uh, you know, the way I explain this to, to Chrissy and others is the, you know, you're creating a CNBC, uh, the, you know, the cable news channel that is for investors, but you're targeting younger people, uh, new to investing, maybe a little bit uh, phased by in investing, and I want to be the Jim Cramer for what you do, <laughs> and the the uh, I don't have your youthful idealism, uh, or at least it's diminished over the years. But I want to help you and 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 your audience make money. So uh, tell me what your CNBC, what's in it for your audience? You know, really brass tacks. What's in it for them, please? Yeah. Well. I would compare us more, a little bit more, to a Bloomberg because that's the you know software that we've been created. We're kind of have a that's friendly consumer Bloomberg to give that same level of you know data and news feed and you know, research capability, but packaging it in a much more accessible, digestible way and focusing so that you can look up a company and not only understand you know how does it make money but also what are its emissions its board diversity how does it treat its workers and then importantly how do all your peers feel about this company and then we integrate you know co- key context and financial education to really help our users take that next step and that's the value prop and you know to i can't leave but you know from an idealist perspective i don't think that you know i'm an idealist you know i think this is just where business is going. I mean, Fortune 500 companies didn't just wake up one day and, you know, with a new found sense of altruism. This focusing on, you know, responsible resource use, treating workers with dignity and respect, giving them a quality of life and focusing on this stuff are business practices that have been around forever and that are hard to argue against. But the realities of the repercussions 
are getting much more real. I mean, the limited resources, whether you look at you know water or you know how it affects our different plants, you know electricity and you know, our supply chains. I mean, we've seen all of these effects over the last couple of years, just in breaking up the supply chains. Now, focus that on, you know, amplify that with drought, water scarcity, biodiversity loss, and social inequality, social unrest. Harder to find, you know. Create, find workers who can work longer hours, investing in your workers. All of these things are very real business concerns that are only getting more and more financially relevant. And that is why you know, we don't really talk about ESG. We just talk about companies holistically because companies are more than a stock price. And looking at them holistically is really how you have to evaluate them. I, that's uh, I like that explanation, and, and I uh, uh, I thank you for that. Tell me, uh, who are your top two competitors? What do you do better than them, and what do they do better than you? Please. Well, we're two sided, so we have our users, and then we have we you know, basically act as a bridge between the corporate world and the consumer world. They use the consumer term, but I also like to say investors because the definition of investor is changing. You know, this generation invests with everything that we do, whether we work, shop, invest, what we talk about. So for us, from the user perspective, we compete with anyone who you know creates financial content, right? Influencers, CNBC. Um, but for us, our big differentiator is our voting. It's the way that we're able to curate things that people can relate to, feel passionately about, and have an opinion, that voting aspect has a behavioral finance perspective on it where it gets you over that psychological barrier that, like, oh, this stuff isn't for me, and gets you to have an opinion, gets our users on the on-ramp towards some level of financial activity and boosts their financial confidence. But it's also creating that feedback loop where we're almost like a pseudo proxy voting process with taking away the complicated aspects of direct individual stock ownership and creating that live feedback loop and a live on-demand panel insights. So where I think about competitors, we're soon to be on par with companies like a Harris Poll, a Suzy, Morning Console, you know, SurveyMonkey's Momentum parent company, right? But instead of focus groups, you know, infrequent polling, we're live, on-demand, providing reactions to news events that are much more insightful than referencing an intraday stock price reaction, right, that you know can often be irrelevant. This just popped into my head, and we didn't talk about this pregame. Your system's very tough to game. All the other rating systems, there's basically ways to pull a lever and, 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 and greenwash and, you know, make this score go up and make that go up. I, I don't see how they can do it with yours. Am I missing something? No, you're absolutely right. We, that's why, like I said, I've dug into these ratings a lot. And this is a lot of my job explaining this stuff. And that's why we kept it really simple. Like pure arithmetic, we don't touch it at all. These are no algorithms. There's no ratings on our behalf. This is just you know, a percentage of positive votes from our users. And as we continue to get more votes, those things continue to uh, shift and change. But the ratings agency, that's you know where the controversy comes from. Okay. Right? It's you know basically black box rating systems that 
you know, apply different levels of materiality to different scoring, right? Where one yep. company might say, you know, this factor is more important to their business, but this factor isn't, and it's different and inconsistent across every rating agency. Uh, tell me about your fundraising. What's the progress? Uh, full disclosure, I'm uh, an investor, and there's a link in the uh, in the description below, but tell me what's going on there, and what are you using the money for, please? Yeah, well, we have had an exciting path on our fundraising. We've gone through two accelerators, raised an angel round, and now this year we've started raising our pre-seed uh, investment round and opened a portion of it to our users and community. As aligning with our mission, that has always been a goal for me is to be able to make our growth accessible. We looked at a lot of different ways to involve our users with that. So we are live right now for only the next five days on a platform called Republic, which is a crowd equity investing platform that essentially allows, you know, uses regulation to allow smaller investors down to $100 shares to pool their money into basically one big investor and own a piece of our share scoops. And then we'll be, you know, continuing our uh, institutional round after that. What's the use of proceeds again, please? So, yeah, so this is product and team development. So we are focusing on building out our embedded and self-directed functionality for our voting and our insights for our wait list of partners. We've got a wait list with Fortune 500 companies going into trial with four different public companies already. So we are moving forward on our uh, on our new path. What's the status of the mobile app, please? Our beta is live. We've been live for uh, about eight weeks now with a closed uh, audience, inviting more people every uh, every week, getting feedback, iterating, redesigning, fixing things up. And we're looking forward to opening up to a much broader audience very soon. Uh, appreciate that very much. Full disclosure, uh, this is not financial advice. I've invested. I want you to do your due diligence. Uh, I don't know your personal situation. I'm talking to my audience now, Gus. And, um, but uh, go to the link, Republic. Also go to the link for Share Scoops, which I've included in the, included in the description below. Free newsletter that uh, I enjoy greatly. Uh, Gus, I want you to stick around. Um, uh, uh, but I hope you've had fun, but I'd love to have you uh, stick around for the rest of the show, okay? Absolutely. This has been great. Uh, my call to action, uh, uh, please go to big, uh, stockmarketauthority.com and, and uh, subscribe to my free newsletter where my youthful idealism has faded and I just try to find uh, stock charts that look good and make money, and uh, that's okay too. And I think this is going to dovetail greatly with share scoops because if you can find uh, high uh, you know, 60-plus uh, ratings in share scoops, that match great stock charts and we can come together, uh, we can uh, uh, make money and, and uh, you know, be consistent with, with your values. So that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Uh, Murph, this is, uh, uh, Murph from New York came into me, uh, texted me, what are your thoughts on socks, the semiconductors? And, uh, it's a good looking chart. Uh, I'm not going to kid you. 
But this is why, you know, I think I add some value. First, so I take this and I go, okay, here's the, the semiconductor index, SOXX, the ETF. And then I go to the, the, the fact sheet. Okay, every ETF, all the thousands that I go through has a fact sheet. And so when I find a promising opportunity, I go to the fact sheet and I see the big holdings. The biggest holding here, not surprisingly, is NVIDIA. NVIDIA is a wonderful company. It has been an absolute horse this year. They had an okay earnings call and then they started hitting the AI button a thousand times. I think they said it 15 times during the conference call. Artificial intelligence, art chips, and, 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 uh, they got paid for it. Now, they got paid a lot because now the stock is, is at 81 times earnings, which is a you know, relatively simple valuation measure. But 81 is a big number. And to grow into that is going to be very, very tough. And the fact that the Sox couldn't take out new highs thus far with NVIDIA going like this. I wanted to keep it clean so I didn't include their chart in this. Uh, the... the uh, the Intels and the old guard at the bottom of the list are dragging down the NVIDIAs up here. So I'm on the sidelines for now. I'm watching it. I could invest in this, but I have a real hard time seeing NVIDIA maintain an 81 PE multiple and, and having financials that uh, grow into that. So Murph, I hope that's helpful. Gus, uh, Eddie, out of, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a ratings number that you have for NVIDIA? Uh, our community loves NVIDIA. Okay. I mean, you know, everybody's crazy about AI. I think AI, uh, NVIDIA is one of our highest, top 10 highest rated uh, companies. And, and this is where I think it's going to be, this is going to be helpful. I, 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 I do agree with it. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I just have a hard time making a lot of money from here after the run it's had. It, you know, I think it needs to consolidate. You know, I, if I owned it, I would hold it. My cell discipline certainly hasn't kicked in. Uh, I hear nothing uh, controversial about them from a uh, uh, people, planet, profit, uh, certainly the profit standpoint. Um, but this is the kind of a way these, these, this could dovetail nicely for us. Uh, another share scoops idea that crops up all the time. Uh, Jason from San Francisco uh, uh, emailed me, should I hold Google even with the chat GPT threat? Uh, and my answer is, I think you should hold it, but, uh, Gus, I don't know about you, but I'm plugging, I'm going to chat GPT first and Google second. How about you? Uh, yeah, uh, right now I'm using chat GPT first. Yeah, the Baird, when I've tried it, hasn't been all that amazing, but I mean, I think it's hard to, it's going to be hard to battle. Google and 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 I kind of have the same. Uh, uh, so it's a hold, but as you can tell, it's an unenthusiastic hold. And if my cell discipline kicks in, which I've covered in prior shows, I'm not going to do it again here. But if my cell discipline kicks in, I would be out of Google so fast to make your head spin. My simple argument here is it's fun to go from 20% market share to 93, which is where Google is. And when you get to 93. Everybody starts to come after you. And now it's Microsoft and OpenAI coming after that 93%. And it's not going to stay at 93. It's going to go to 83 and 73 or whatever. So you can say it isn't that bad, but you sure as hell can't say it's good. And whenever you say a sentence like that, I kind of say, you know, 
there's so many opportunities out there. You don't need to, 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 to buy Google because people have been genuflecting to the stock for the last 10 years. It's been a great stock. I don't think it is any longer. And I put on my chart here that earnings numbers are coming down. And when earnings estimates come down for tech companies, that is a bad place to be. So I think it's okay as a whole, especially if you have a profit, but I would be looking at the exits and watching chat GBT closely because I, I, I just think it's inevitable that uh, they're going to be losing some share. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back. And today we've been talking with my good friend, CEO of ShareScoops, Gus Christensen, and uh, People, Planet, and Profit. And now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And I, uh, I'm the only one that does this. I've looked hard, uh, far and, and, and wide, and uh, I put my money where my mouth is. I show the account, and uh, I, uh, here are the... I go through 2,000-plus uh, ETFs every single month, often more frequently than that, and this is what I come up with. And so uh, this is the most unique portfolio you're ever, you're ever going to see. Uh, we are long Ethereum, uh, that, which is up 21% thus far. We, are, we own Argentina. Uh, which I think is a resource play that is going to play out nicely over time. We're up 8% there. Uh, we're grayscale Bitcoin and the Bitcoin futures. That's uh, uh, one of the examples that we saw. I'll, I'll go into that later. But bottom line is crypto is, is, is going north. The, the winter is over. We talked about springtime for crypto. I won't sing it again, Chrissy. Um, but this is uh, crypto is working, and I think there's a whole host of reasons which we can go into in in a, in, a, in a bit. Uh, Nigeria, I just bought NGE, the Nigerian uh, stock ETF, and my I'm doing more work on this, but I think that uh, you've got a lot of positive demographic uh, trends there. The the uh, uh, it's an oil rich state, and so I think it's. 
frankly, forecasting that we have to load up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve again, and oil prices are starting to go north. We're already seeing that. And I think if this continues, that Nigeria could be a real source of flows of, of, uh, of, of investors. Platinum is looking fantastic. We're making money there. Um, and, and gold. So, you know, the big tech names can do what they want, but the market is telling me that you want to be in precious metals and crypto and foreign markets more than, uh, you know, the NASDAQ 100 right now. And I could be wrong, and I'll change if, if the market tells me, but I'm pretty good at this, and, and that's what I see thus far. Uh, we're down a little bit in Mexico, and uh, we own the energy service names that, again, I think is starting to to levitate up. We're 18% in cash, and uh, most investors wouldn't, wouldn't uh, uh, you know, institutions sure as heck wouldn't do that. Uh, and this is working, folks. We've, we've made money every year thus far. Virtually no one made money last year. We did. And if I could do it again this year... I hope uh, my audience grows. We're beating the hedge funds substantially. I'm going to go, uh, we're down a little bit this year, down about 6%. Market's up 8 Uh We've got three quarters to play, and uh, I like my chances. So I'll go through recent improvements in the newsletter and my social media posts. Please uh, subscribe and share. That's how we're invested as of right now, and please stay tuned during the course of the week while I, uh, I, I show the updates. Let's get into this week's Bakes Take. And I've got one take, because I wanted to you know, give Gus uh, uh, the spotlight and more time. Um, and I'm curious, to Gus, to get your, your take on this. Uh, uh, March 10th was a big day. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank went under signature right after that. First Republic went down 90%. And this is a chart of the, of the NASDAQ 100, which is the Apples and Microsofts of the world. And um, I take this uh, uh, as people are running from the banks. You look at the, at the KRE and, 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 and all the other banks, with this possible exception of J.P. Morgan, and people are saying, I am scared. The banking system looks fragile. Get me into... Uh, strong balance sheets, crypto, and gold. And I don't think that's going to reverse anytime soon. Gus, I'm curious to see what your community is is seeing there, talking about there, if anything, please. In terms of you know, the banking crisis and what, things, you know, what people yeah, are worried about? Yeah, I mean, uh, how concerned are they? How are they changing their uh, investment posture? Anything that you're getting from, from your rankings, anything, please. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think people are taking another look at crypto for sure. I mean, it's something, you know, that now that this particular, you know, set of investors has had exposure to doubling, tripling, 10xing your money in less than a year, it's going to be really hard for them to go back down the risk spectrum. So a lot of what we talk about is, you know, maintaining, you know, appropriate sizing for you know, risk, high risk positions, right? And making, maintaining diversity across the rest of your portfolio. Um, but I, I'd agree that, you know, there's these trends in crypto are not over. Uh, we, the one thing, and this is where I also think I'd, I'd add value to, to, uh, to your community. Uh, no one talks about selling. I talk about selling all the time. 
and I am absolutely dispassionate about it. And uh, we show example after example after example of getting out of of darlings and favorites and uh, and saving people a lot of money. So I encourage the share scoops community to to follow us here and fire your stocks in uh, with with no matter what the rankings are that uh, the community comes up with. And I'll tell you exactly these are the points where. I, my self discipline kicks in. You got to start being more cautious, and um, and I, I hope that adds value. Uh, Gus, where can our audience follow you, please? Yeah, so uh, you can find our biggest community on Instagram as Share Scoops S H A R E S C O O P S, and you can find us on ShareScoops.com and link to everything there. That is fabulous. Uh, uh, I come across kind of serious here. I try not to take that too far. So I always finish with uh, some some uh, much-needed levity. Uh, this is John Panette. Uh, he's one of my favorites. He passed away. It's probably now three years ago. It makes me sad. Uh, but this is uh, one of his my favorite uh, bits of his. John Panette, uh, the Italian restaurant. It's five minutes. And uh, if you're concerned about anything, banks or otherwise, uh, take five minutes to listen to John Finette, and he will uh, make you forget about that. Please check out the links uh, in the description below for, for uh, both Republic for Gus and Share Scoops, the newsletter, uh, my newsletter, please. And uh, I hope you had fun, and uh, I will see you real soon. Gus, thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Banks. Take care now. Have fun. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.